Welcome to another edition of the Second and Goal Fantasy Podcast. I'm Calvin, your host with you as always. And in today's show, I'm back and ready to preview the rookie running backs for fantasy football in 2023. As I mentioned on last show with the rookie quarterbacks, I'm running down all of the guys who have potential to be dynasty fantasy football relevant in the near future, speculating about their talents, and basically projecting where they might land and thinking about Hey, if they land here to X, Y, or Z, how will that impact their fantasy value? What are the best landing spots for these rookie running backs? And then after the draft, once they get drafted, I'll put together official rankings based on where they land and their talent levels. So we'll be running down the best ones here today. So it should be a great show. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at SGF pod for the podcast. Second and goal fantasy at gmail.com is where you can send your fantasy questions. I'll be running down a list of rookie RB rankings for dynasty talking about my opinions on each individual. One of them, this list from pro football network, just in case you're interested, good list, lots of analysis. And all of these guys are a part of a very, very solid RB class this year. I really like a lot of these running backs in this draft class. I'd say there's a tier of three that are going to be really, really quality fantasy starters. And then a bunch of others too, who have potential to be up there. There's a lot of good players, a lot of good late round shots going to be a very deep and a very quality at the top RB class with a potential generational talent at the very top of it all. So it should be a great show. Let's jump right into it. Dynasty rookie RB rankings, the number one RB in consensus. And again, like I said, I'm not putting out my official rankings for Dynasty until after the draft for rookies, but this is the rare case where this guy is pretty much going to be my number one in rookie RBs and possibly likely my 101 in single QB rookie drafts, no matter what, because that's how good he's been. It's B. John Robinson out of Texas. He is the total package. He's fast. He's physical. He cuts corners well. He has home run speed. He breaks tackles, gets yards after contact, does it all, and did it all. He was the centerpiece at that Texas offense. Make no mistake. This Longhorns team that went 8-5 and five last year wasn't carried by Quinn Ewers. It was carried by B. John Robinson. This is a guy who has been producing like this for years and years. 1,575 rushing yards last season consistently would have huge games and carry the team through drives. He's a guy you can hand it to on second and nine, second and eight, and expect to get it to third and short oftentimes because that's how good he was. And again, very good after contact, keeps going and going and going and is efficient and speedy and really everything you could possibly want in a running back. Really no flaws in B. John Robinson's profile. That means he's likely going to be a first-round pick, and a high first-round pick at that. So it begs the question, where could he possibly go? I think the Bears, for example, at number nine is probably a little high for B. John Robinson. I think he's going to end up going somewhere in the teens or 20s. But, I mean, there are certainly some destinations available for him in that specific place. I mean, as you look down the teens, there are some... Teams that are will be looking for running backs more than others. The Lions probably took themselves out of contention to draft him at 18 once they signed David Montgomery to go along with DeAndre Swift, but they did lose Jamal Williams there as well. Potentially, you're looking at the Buccaneers at 19. That's an interesting destination for you as you go into the 20s. Um, a lot of teams that are secure at running backs for sure, but also the Ravens at 22 could be a potential option. Maybe, probably not the Jags at 24, but hey, you never know what happens there. Maybe the Cowboys at 26. That's been a popular destination for him if he ends up slipping. And I think even though the Cowboys already have Tony Pollard, that they'd be getting a steal there. They could get their next Ezekiel Elliott late in the first round. And usually it's not a good idea to draft RBs in the first round, but Bijan Robinson is that exception. He's going to be really, really good for years to come. 
Let's talk about the RB2, because after that, there's sort of a teardrop. But a lot of people also love Jameer Gibbs out of Alabama. Um, A lot of comparisons I'm reading in this Pro Football Network article right now, Alvin Kamara, Aaron Jones, those are two guys that get comped to him. And, I mean, he's a guy who's going to be physical inside, but also he's not huge. He's not like a big bruiser like Bijan Robinson, but he also can be physical, and he's great out of the backfield. He's a very well-rounded guy who can be a three down back inside. But for the most part, the reason he's more like an Alvin Kamara is because of his pass catching ability. He'd be likely to rack up a lot of receptions outside of the backfield could line up potentially receiver, depending on a team that's creatively using him. And that could actually make Jameer Gibbs's fantasy value come somewhat close to Bijan Robinson's because we know in PPR and half PPR leagues, you get points for receptions. And that's huge when you have a running back who's racking those up as well as getting yards between the tackles. So a lot of those same destinations, like I mentioned, could be destinations for Jameer Gibbs as well, could drop into the second second round as well maybe we'd see the Rams at 36 take him I know they're very committed to Cam Akers but I wouldn't be surprised if they brought in Jameer Gibbs I mean we've seen Sean McVay bring in like to have that elite level RB and wouldn't be shocked if that happened there that's for sure other teams in the second round that will I mean we'll see some of those teams get back up there again um, maybe a sleeper destination would be the Tennessee Titans at 41 obviously they already have Derrick Henry and he's one of the best RBs in the league but if they're thinking maybe not going to re-sign him soon, or he's going to, you know, he's getting up there in age, going to fall off pretty soon. Could be a new guy to come in there, much like Henry did when DeMarco Murray was there for the Titans back in, what was it, 2015, whatever it was, 2016, 2017. I don't even remember the year. The Falcons at 44 could be an option there as well. Lots of places for him to go in the second round, and I would like him in a lot of destinations. I'd like him around a good offensive line, though, ideally, because he's not a yards-after-contact guy as much as B. Sean Robinson is. So if we could get that efficiency between the tackles as well as through the air, that would be awesome. Zach Charbonnet is the number three guy out of UCLA. Um, he has... Also a very complete profile overall. He's not as game-breaking as Bijan Robinson in terms of that ability to get long touchdowns, but he is fast enough, and he's good between the tackles. He's your classic prototype workhorse type of player. He can get a lot of – he got almost 400 carries with UCLA for over 2,500 rushing yards, 27 touchdowns, 6.31 yards per carry, and, I mean, 214 pounds. He's big. He's That's how he gets his yards is through churning through. We'll talk about some of those guys who have elite long speed, and that's the way they get – through is with their agility but Charbonnet is primarily great after contact not as quite not quite as good as Bijan Robinson but certainly very good in that regard so he'll get a lot of work inside probably be a good bruiser and a guy who will get a lot of touches for you the reason I'll probably end up liking Jameer Gibbs better than him is because of Gibbs's pass catching ability and that's probably going to be even better he did get some receptions last year or at UCLA and in total I guess it was 60 catches out of 69 targets for 501 yards over two years that's not bad he's got some pass catching ability but sometimes when you're in that middling level in terms of you're not an elite pass catcher some teams will draft you and then not use you in that department I'm looking at you Cincinnati Bengals with Joe Mixon for example like I think Joe Mixon he, he actually did end up getting more receptions in recent years but certainly Mixon early in his career would be a better comparison because we often saw him not get as much work out of the backfield when we know he could catch passes and there are many other examples of that as well so that could end up limiting his value sometimes you don't just want to have a guy who can catch passes you want to have a guy who is drafted to fit that role because otherwise they won't be used maybe as much as would be ideal number four in these rankings is uh Kendra Miller out of TCU and 
He also had an incredible year. Also, there's a lot of big running backs in this class. He's 215 pounds. And so he's actually one of the strengths that they list in this article for him is contact balance. And that's always huge. The running back's ability to stay upright, stay in a position of strength in terms of running between the tackles. Otherwise, sometimes that will make up for subpar strength and the ability to get yards after contact. But Andre Miller is also huge. And 3.61 yards after contact is also an awesome number. Not as high as Charbonnet's and not as high as Bijad Robinson's, which those are tall tasks to compare to, but he was very excellent as well. So his value is probably going to be a little bit limited because he is more just as he's more just a true rusher to two, two down back rather than a three down back could easily see a third round, a third down guy go in and take a lot of touches from Kendra Miller, even if he becomes the starter on any team. But even so, if he gets that two down role, could slot into RB2 fantasy value in the future. But there is definitely a teardrop between him and those top three guys. And then the last guy that's really ranked and described on this article is Israel Abanaconda, who came out of Pittsburgh. Interest, the, this article projects him to be the next Isaiah Pacheco, the guy that nobody really knows about until they all do, and then they're all talking about him. Um, he was really good with uh, in, in terms of just efficiency and piling up numbers in college. He had 1,426 yards. He was five five point nine yards per carry, twenty touchdowns, very very good runner overall. But he he's the guy who, like I mentioned earlier, he's the guy that later in drafts has that home run speed. He has the agility to cut down angles really fast, turn to change directions. It also has home run speed and the ability to just fly. That's a guy that that's a guy that you can add and expect that occasionally he's going to break one for a seventy five yard touchdown, and that'll be huge for his fantasy value for sure. So. Coming into this, like I, he does profile a lot like Isaiah Pacheco, who comes in and is sneaky efficient for any any team in the NFL and has that big play ability to rack up those yards per carry. He's going to be a guy this maybe in the second or third round of dynasty rookie drafts so you can target for sure. Other guys in the top 12, they, those are probably the main guys to target. I think Devon Achane, who's number seven at Texas A&M, actually could be a little higher than that, given that he had such an amazing year to end the season, especially in his game against LSU, where he piled up yards after yard and was just tough running inside. That's a guy who isn't necessarily going to blow you away with strength, but he is also tough inside. And like the article mentioned, he's the other guy along with Abanaconda who has home run speed. Tajay Spears at number six is also interesting. Sean Tucker at Syracuse had two consistent years of production. He's ranked number eight. Spears is at six in this article. Tank Bigsby. I mean, you can really get all you need to know about Tank Bigsby out of his name in terms of how he performed at Auburn. He's at number nine. Zach Evans from Ole Miss at number 10. Also an interesting prospect. Seen a lot of Zach Evan, Evans truthers on uh, draft Twitter, Chase Brown out of Illinois, and then Rashawn Johnson out of Texas at number 12. He's the guy who's ranked the highest, who was really in more of a timeshare with Bijan Robinson. And Johnson's not some incredible prospect, but he's also a physical guy between the tackles. And much like that Blake Corum Donovan Edwards combo at Michigan, Rashawn Johnson was kind of the Donovan Edwards to Bijan Robinson being Blake Corum, or except probably even better. And he slowly got up to high levels of production but it remains to be seen what he can do outside of a timeshare as of course he was trapped in that throughout a lot of college because it's not his fault playing with Bijan Robinson but it certainly helps your production there overall 
So that wraps up this episode. Thank you all for tuning in. Next week, it's going to be time for receivers. Be sure to follow me on Twitter at Calvin underscore SGF at SGF pod for the podcast. Second goal fantasy at gmail.com for your fantasy questions. And again, after the draft, that's going to be the dynasty rookie rankings episode. I'll go through at least my top 24 and probably a few sleepers as well that I think of after the draft based on landing spots and all of that. It'll change everybody's fantasy value drastically. It's going to be fun to see these rookies on new teams. And I expect that we're going to see at least three very fantasy relevant RBs, even in redraft next year if not more than three there'll probably be more just because there's so many guys with breakout potential late in the draft so thank you all for listening good episode as always appreciate you tuning in leave a review and i'll see you all next time